do have better endurance in the work that they do and the sports and the activities that they do, how do we help our dogs get faster? Um, actually, some of the tips I'm going to be talking, what I'm going to be talking about today can also help you if you're interested in getting faster and you're interested in building your own endurance, speed and endurance. And this is a topic, um, whether you're doing sport dogs, working dogs, the endurance side, it really applies across the board. And if you're joining me today, if you do any kind of dog activities or sports that are requiring your dogs to be fast, to have excellent endurance, let me know what that sport or job is, what those activities are. And I'm going to talk about what it is, how it's important, and give you some tips for building speed and endurance. Now, I do have a few little slides to kind of walk us through. I'll be playing this, the slides up here along with us. Um, if you're interested, I'm going to be doing some articles on this and I'm going to have a handout. So just let me know. Uh, you can just comment and write down handout if you want me to. I don't have the handout um, together yet because I might have the article with it, but just let me know if you want the handout. But um, the slides here I have available for you. And um, if you missed this the other week, I have a, a, a calendar I'm going to share. It's a, a template, a canine fitness calendar. And I'm going to throw this in the chat box for you. If you are not on my Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page, you might be watching this somewhere else. But that's where I'll be posting my handouts in the, the calendar for you. So if, again, if you are involved in an activity where you're wanting your dogs to have better endurance and to work faster, let me know what that activity is. So what I want to start out with, again, I just put the link in there for the, um, the template is the calendar is just to help you basically think about your week. What do you do throughout the week? And I'm going to talk about why that's so important about mapping out your weekly fitness plan. But I'm just throwing this in just kind of a little freebie for you guys is the canine fitness week at a glance. And so you can start filling that in after we meet today and uh, think about your own training plan. So before we dive into this, I want to make sure that we are on the same page whenever I'm talking about uh, uh, endurance and whenever, well, we know what speed is. I don't think I need a, a definition for speed. <laughs> uh, thanks, Julie. I'll get the handout to you. But um, yeah, we I think we all know what speed is. But I um, just want to make sure we're on the same page when I talk about endurance because um, Stamina endurance are uh, a lot of times we interchange and we use the words as one in the same. But if we look in like exercise science and fitness, um, stamina endurance are, are two different things. I, they're related, but they're not the exact same thing. So when I talk about endurance, I'm talking about the maximum amount of time that a given group of muscles can perform a certain action. So when we talk about stamina, which I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, I talked about stamina. Um, stamina is when we're we're working at like peak performance. We're working, we're putting the maximum output. When we are talking about endurance, where the focus here is on length of time over duration, length of time. So a little, a little bit different. So if I'm going to be working at my maximum capacity, um, my, the amount of time that I'm working will be shorter than if I'm kind of stretching it out and elongate it. So think about like sprinters, I'm going to run as hard and as fast as I can. And I'm looking at my stamina is how much time do I stay at that maximum capacity, right? In, in, in that amount of time. Endurance, uh, think about it, uh, think of say marathon running, okay? If I'm doing marathon running, I'm looking at long endurance. I'm going long distances, but I am not maintaining over that distance. I'm not reaching and maintaining my peak, peak, peak capacity at my, my speed. And so what I'm gonna be talking about today, if you're interested in stamina, um, if you go over to my videos and my Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page, I do have a couple of weeks ago where we talked about that. But this is what I'm going to be talking about today is uh, endurance. 
So it's that maximum amount uh, of the muscles. It's a certain action and it's over that amount of time, a duration amount of time. So one of the things that I want you to think about, and this, this is a challenge about when we're building endurance, whether you're building endurance in scent work. Um, uh, hey, Charlie, thanks for joining us. Do some of you do, let me know when we, you talk about endurance, where are you interested in endurance, um, running your dog's strength, scent work, detection work, biting, jumping, what kind of endurance are you interested in? Um, because this can apply to a multiple of areas. Whenever we're talking about endurance, consistency is really, really key. So if you're building up endurance in your dog, whether you're wanting to do longer searches, you're wanting to do longer runs, you're wanting your dog to not get fatigued so much when they're doing bite work, consistency in your training is going to be really, really important. So this is where being a, um, a weekend warrior and you're only getting your training one or two days a week, this is going to come and bite you in the butt. This is going to be an area where it's going to be really hard for you to keep advancing and grow that endurance and keep building and building and building if you're only training and working on this one day, two days a week. So um, it's a challenge, but if you're looking for endurance, you're building over time, whatever activity you're doing, you're wanting to build that up, the amount of time. And to build that incrementally, you're going to gradually be increasing the length of time. And if you're only doing it, you know, once every two weeks, you don't, you're not building, continually building on a foundation. So if I want to become a marathon runner, if I am only running um, a couple miles once every 10 days, uh, I'm not giving my body time to adapt to the exercise to get stronger and stronger and stronger so I can build up my miles over time. So it's really, really important if you're going to be building endurance, you need to have consistency in your training. And um, I have, when, when we look at human um, humans building endurance, say if we look at cardio endurance, I think I have a slide for this. Um, when we look at humans building endurance, say specifically cardio endurance, the recommendation is we're looking around, you know, a minimum three to five days a week when you're building up that cardio. Um, now, if you're doing maximum strength training, you're doing like heavy lifting, it's not going to be as frequently. Uh, we're we're going to give our bodies more time possibly to do that recovery. But if we're looking at cardio, say running, if I'm a runner and I'm wanting to build endurance over distance running, um, you're going to see better progress if you're building consistently multiple times throughout the week versus once or twice. And um, I, hey, Michael, thanks for joining us. I know Michael does a lot with his dogs. I noticed this when I was doing running with my dog, Knox. I was trying to build up my mileage running with him, and we were only doing it two days a week. And we were advancing a little bit, and then we just kind of stuck. Like his stamina was not, and his endurance was not, it just, I wasn't seeing an increase. As soon as I added a third day, I started to see an increase. My own physical fitness, when I go running, when I go out to the gym, if I'm only going one or two days a week, I, I just feel kind of stagnant. I get, I, you know, I get to a point when I start going to the gym after weeks and weeks, I get kind of stagnant and I'm not progressing. When I go to the gym, if I am boxing, if I'm running, whatever I'm doing, if I'm doing at least three days a week, um, especially with my running, if I can get four days a week, I noticed a distinct difference in my own endurance. I, I feel it in my endurance and I've seen it in my dog. So that's one thing you want to be thinking about is, you know, if you, if you want to build endurance in your dog, you, you really have to be committed to that consistency and getting in, you know, multiple times throughout the week 
getting consistently that training because as the body's adapting, if you have a month, a really good month and your body, the dog's body is adapting, getting better and better. And then you go and you take four weeks off, three weeks off, your dog's going to get deconditioned. Now a fit dog will bounce back faster. Um, and so, you know, I'll have times where I go on vacation. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't done much for a couple of weeks with my dogs. Don't get too disheartened. You can bring the dog back. And if they're already fit and you take some time off, they will come back faster than if they're not fit. But this is so, so important is having that consistency. Now let's take a look at speed. And I see this, um, a, a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, the other day, lure coursing people were asking about speed. So let me just talk a little bit about speed. One way to improve speed for your dogs and for you <laughs> is um, interval training. Inter interval training is amazing. I love, love, I love doing it myself. I love doing interval training with my dogs. And a lot of you probably already heard about interval training. You're familiar with it. But have you done much interval training with your dog? So let me give you a little definition here. Again, make sure we're on the same page when we talk about this. So when I talk about interval training, I'm talking about short, high-intensity bursts of speed um, with slow recovery phases throughout a single workout. Now, here I'm talking about cardio interval training. You can do interval training where you're combining different types of activity. So interval training, I might throw in some interval training where I'm doing things that aren't necessarily just focusing on cardio speed. But I would say a lot of times when we hear about interval training, we hear it around cardio training, um, strength training, but I'm going to talk about it related to speed. So cardio and endurance and building speed. So the idea here is you're going to be going high energy, right? You're going to be bursts of speed and then you're going to have a slow recovery. Now, when I say recovery, this doesn't mean rest. This is an active recovery where the body is still moving. Okay. So for example, on the treadmill, if I'm going to go sprinting really hard for 30 seconds, my active recovery is I'm doing a slow jog. So, or I might walk, but when I do interval training on the treadmill, I run fast and then I do a slow jog and then I run fast and then I do a slow jog. The recovery here is a slow, it's a slower recovery. It's not as intense, but it is, it is an active recovery that you're still, the heart rate is dropping a little bit, but you're still actively engaged. So within one training session, within a single workout, you're going to have multiple bouts of High intensity, lower intensity, higher intensity, lower intensity, fast speed work, slower, slower work. And um, this is a great, great way to build speed. And what I what I see, what's common is when people are training in activities and sports for speed is you, let's say I do agility and I go do lower coursing, um, fly ball, right? So what people are doing is they're doing their sport. They're doing a lot of repetition of their sport. They're doing, you know, fly ball. They're running down, coming back. They're, they're training and practicing and lure coursing. You're, you're going out and you're training at high speed and the dog's chasing the lure. So what you have here is you are basically working kind of at one intensity. So your dog goes all out <laughs> and then you cool off, bring the heart rate down, and then you're done. So if you want to see an improvement in the speed, try mixing it up. The idea also with the, the interval training is 
we are constantly challenging the body. We're constantly mixing up the body, what the body is doing. Because if we're constantly doing the same type of activity over and over, the body adjusts to it. And then we just kind of reach, we kind of reach a peak. We, we reach a stage where the body's adapted just about as much as it's going to adapt. And in order for the body to get stronger, faster, to go to the next level, we have to challenge the body to work harder. So another great thing about the interval training is you're constantly changing it up with your body. It's like you're fooling the body, like now we're working really hard and now we're going a little easy. Now we're working hard. So the, the body's adapting, but it's it's this changing back and forth. And so your, your body is continually um, changing and adjusting to the activity versus if we're just always going out and running the same routine, the same distance, the same number of repetitions, and then we're done. So those are some other great things about uh, interval training. The benefits of it, this is in human research. It's very, very well known that it, the shorter intense workouts can give you a faster cardiovascular gains compared to longer, less intense workouts. Um, and what's great about that is you, you, you can be more efficient, you get more done. So I can go to the gym and I can do an hour in the gym and work at a moderate pace. And I can go to the gym and cut my time in half work more intensely and I'm going to have a better workout. I'm going to have better cardio cardiovascular benefits from it. Um, I'm going to burn more calories and I'm working out in half the amount of time. So that's a, that's a great, great benefit whenever I'm doing, um, whenever I'm doing interval training, some other benefits to interval training is it's, it's consisting of both aerobic and anaerobic activity. And so our body is using uh, different energy systems, whether we're sprinting, or whether we're doing more long steady cardio work. So that changing of the energy system of how the body is using oxygen during exercise, again, is that, that same thing that we're challenging the body, we're mixing things up. And what's great about this is we're building, we're, we're getting stronger in the um, anaerobic, think of anaerobic like sprinting, um, jumping, short bursts of energy, and the aerobic activity, we're building up both. So here, here is what I see people doing, why they're not progressing is when people, a lot of times when people are doing cardio with their dogs and with ourselves, we get stuck in one or the other. We get stuck in a lot of sprinting work, high intensity sprint work, or we do a lot of long, steady cardio aerobic activity. So if your sport is a sprinting sport, a high energy, high intense, run as fast as you can, whether you have a protection dog, an agility dog, a flyball dog, those are all sprinting, racing down the field. You're when you're practicing your sport, you're doing a lot of sprinting, you're doing a lot of anaerobic activity. Even though your sport does not rely on a, you know, longer distance aerobic activity, by leaving aerobic out of your training, you are, you're not getting the maximum out of your dog. So just because your sport is a sprinting sport, you are, you are going to be missing out. Your dog is not going to be performing as well if your training is only anaerobic training. So I, I see this happen so many times as people are doing dock diving. That's another one. People are doing sprinting type sports, high intense sports, and all of their training is around anaerobic activity when they're, when they're doing that kind of practice. And so they're like, okay, I don't, I don't need to go run my dog for 20 minutes because my competition, when I'm competing, it's, you know, it's real short. My dog is just running off the edge of a dock and then he's in the air and then a couple seconds we're done. 
So the idea here is we want to build up the cardiovascular system. We want our dogs to be stronger. We want to be more efficient in the pumping of the blood and the oxygen going through the body. So if we combine the aerobic and the anaerobic in their training, even though our competition and our activities might not be aerobic based, longer, steady duration, your dog is going to benefit. Your dog is going to be stronger. It's going to be healthier. Your dog's going to have a stronger heart. If we combine, we're going to be building up better endurance, better stamina, if we can integrate both energy systems, aerobic and anaerobic. Um, so that's a big thing that I see. Um, one of a number of things I think holding people back is there, well, two things, they're not consistent in the training and building, gradually building the endurance. And no matter what sport or job or activity we do with our dogs, we tend to stay stuck in kind of that sport. And we are missing out on other physical fitness benefits by doing some cross training and bringing in, you know, if you have a, a herding dog and you do a lot of long distance herding, you know, your dog's trotting all miles and miles, that dog can benefit from interval training and sprint work. And your dogs that are doing a lot of sprinting can benefit by integrating aerobic. Now, the balance of it, you know, your emphasis in your sport is going to be you want to maintain that power and that um, that that ability for the dog to do those high intense short bursts of energy. But when you're building that fitness program, it's all in the balance and taking advantage. So some other benefits here are the great thing about interval training is you're getting this great, great workout for your dog, but you're not having to work as long, not as you're not having as much of that repetitive pounding over and over and over on your dog. Cause you're not, you don't have to train as long to get the maximum benefits cardiovascularly. So when you're doing interval training, it can help prevent repetitive use injuries because you don't have to work your dog as long as if you were doing it at a lower intensity. Other benefits is you can increase the intensity with a, this kind of goes hand in hand. Um, you don't have to overtrain your dog or worry as much from overtraining because you don't have to work. The duration of your work doesn't have to be as long because you're you're making better use of the time that you're working working your dog because of those short bursts of, of activity. Um, so th those are definitely some some great benefits. Other benefits uh, more time time efficient. It's and as I mentioned before, for cross training, it's great, great, great for cross training. Um, an example: think about the human side um, that combines strength with your cardio. In the human side, we have the high intensity interval training, the hit training. Um, and I know some of you do this um, yourself. Anybody here watching right now do do the high interval uh, that kind of training with your own personal training? If you've done it, you will see how intense it is uh, if you structure it right. And you will see an increase in your, your physical fitness. Now, we have these great, great, great benefits. Wonderful, wonderful benefits. I love interval training. But I, I can't leave you with just the benefits. I have to make sure that I go over some cautions. So there are, with interval training, you are putting your dog at a higher risk for, for injury for for particular reasons now we are preventing we're helping to prevent injuries because maybe we're minimizing the repetitive use injuries we are getting more efficiency out of our training we are building a stronger heart uh, our dogs working uh at, at higher capacity but there are areas here where we're putting our dog at risk and let me tell you how high intensity exercise is extremely demanding on the heart, the lungs, the muscles, the tendons, the ligaments. So when we are pushing ourselves, when we're pushing our dogs 
and we're going hard, we're working really hard on those high intense, whether in humans, it might be we're lifting heavy weights, we're sprinting, um, we're, we're just pushing our bodies harder. It is uh, it's stressing the body more. It is most definitely stressing the body more. So this is putting us at risk of injury because of the additional stress on the body. And so what we need to think about is you only want to do this with physically mature dogs who are already healthy and fit. So if you have a dog that is still growing, maturing, that dog needs exercise. Most definitely that dog needs, needs exercise. But when you're talking about high, high intensity, like really pushing that dog and um, you, you need to be careful. Depending on the age of the dog, I have a video where I talk about puppies and fitness. So if, if you have questions about what's appropriate for puppies, if you go over to my Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page under videos. But what I'm talking about here, this is for mature dogs, physically mature dogs, and for dogs that are already healthy and already fit, a dog that already has a consistent training exercise program. Because what's going to happen is if you have a dog and you, ha you have not been building up a training program, a fitness program, an exercise program with that dog, your dog's basically been just a casual, you know, at-home pet. And then all of a sudden you sign up for agility and all of a sudden you sign up for um, protection sports or all of a sudden you sign up for lure coursing and you take the dog from no fitness to running as fast as it can, um, you know, across a course, you're putting your dog at risk for injury. If you just go from couch and, you know, hanging out at home, playing in the backyard to high intense running, racing, jumping, repetitive activities. So, um, so I can't emphasize that enough because um, I would say more often than not, when people decide to take up an activity or, or a sport, you know, we get so excited, we just dive right in without necessarily doing all that, um, building up some preparation for our dogs. Also, be sure to have a solid and consistent fitness foundation. You want to think about balance. So even though your sport may emphasize or your activity or job with your dog might emphasize strength or cardio, we need to make sure we have good body awareness, good balance, good flexibility. All of this makes a part of a solid, effective fitness program. And so when you're building the interval training, you want to build it into that balanced fitness program. And what, what I would recommend you do is if you're just saying, you know, here, let me put the, did you guys get the calendar? I'm going to put the calendar in here again. If you look at the calendar, I'm going to put the calendar in the chat box. Oops, you know what? I think I put the wrong link in there. Hold on one second. Um, here's the calendar. I think I put the wrong link in there. Here's the calendar. So if you go and download the calendar, in the calendar, I have a week at a glance. And so every day of the week, we'll have balance, body awareness, a strength training, flexibility, okay? If you look at that calendar and you're like, oh gosh, Erica, <laughs> Um, I'm not doing all of this. Like I'm doing some cardio. I do a little bit of strength, but um, I'm not doing flexibility. I'm not focusing on body awareness. Or maybe you're doing a lot of cardio and you're not doing any strength training. Or maybe you're doing a lot of weight pull and you're doing strength training, but you're not doing much cardio. So if you look at that calendar, I'll pull up the slides. So you can say, uh, if you look at that calendar, 
here's here's the download page. Um, if you look at the calendar and you're like, you know what, I I'm not doing all of these things, or you are doing them but you're not consistent. What I would recommend you do is to build up a solid weekly fitness program. Gradually, um, you, the the body they've shown in research, dogs can show uh, when you start them on a fitness program. Some of the biggest improvements you're going to see are in the first four weeks. In humans, when we advance, a lot of times the recommendation for humans as we're progressing in levels is approximately four, four to six weeks, a minimum of four weeks building up and going to the next level. So if you don't have a structured program and you're not hitting these different areas, I would recommend definitely you want an adult dog, a dog that's healthy, a dog free of pain, and start building a basic program and get on that program, get consistent and um, a minimum of, I would say a minimum of a month to build a, you know, four weeks of building a foundation. And depending on where you start, you may, it may take you a while before you can really do some structured focused interval training with high intensity in your regular weekly program. But if you're kind of going from scratch, don't dive right into the interval training with high intensity, high intensity, because that's going to put your dog at risk. Um, so let's see, I saw, uh, Paula, thank you. Thank you for posting. Um, Oh, Paula said progress professional greyhound racing tracks across the country, transitioning training breeds. Excellent. So yeah, I know some of you've got um, experience working with uh, some of these dogs, the, the greyhounds, the sight hounds, the lure coursing dogs, and anybody who has spent time, I, I know some people spend um, time with the horses. People have been involved in um, horse training, race horses, um, dogs that are racing, the conditioning when you look at a nice, well-rounded conditioning program, when you look at human athletes, so if I am a professional athlete, no matter what sport you do, a professional athlete to reach your, your peak performance, whether you are a boxer, a runner, a football player, a basketball player, these athletes are having a program that's gonna focus on your sport activities. You're probably getting massages, um, you're going to be doing cardio. You're going to be doing strength. You're going to have rest training, day, rest training, rest days, <laughs> days for recovery. And that's just as important for our canine athletes. So, so important for our canine athletes. So I just want to emphasize that when we're talking about interval training, especially when you're working your dog at high intensity, that is not something you just want to jump into lightly. Another thing to be careful of is things like hill work, sprinting and hill work, sprinting up a hill you are really, really um, stressing the, the body much more. Not only is your dog sprinting, but now you're adding the gravity and the resistance going up the hill. That is stressing the soft tissues. You're stressing the body, the heart, the lungs, tendons, ligaments. It's putting a lot more stress. So um, the balanced fitness program, getting your dog started on a balanced fitness program is so important. And um, I, I know I put, I think I put the wrong link in there, but if you're interested, let me show you one more. I got one more slide here. If you're interested in knowing about, okay, well, how do you, how do you get started? Or maybe I get a lot of people who have a fitness program, an exercise program, but they're like, you know, Erica, I don't know. I'm exercising my dog. I have a program, but I don't know if I'm doing too much. Um, I don't know if I'm doing enough. Uh, I'm worried I might hurt my dog. I don't know how to proceed. So if this is something you want to know more about, if you have seen this before, my Elite Canine Athlete Program, I do, it's an online program and I just put a link to the program brochure. The Elite Canine Athlete Program is an online program that teaches about canine fitness 
and program design and how do you build that foundation? How do you start from like, you know, basic training and how do you build to advanced levels of training? And in this program, we, we will show you how to build up the fitness programs, how to analyze your current training program. And also if you're interested in developing programs for other people and other dogs. And one of the things we do in the elite canine athlete program is every other week we have biweekly group calls. And um, we are going, I'm going to be talking with them at least over, I have a, a one or two calls coming up and I'm going to be talking about how do you build, how do you design, what exactly does that look like when you're developing an advanced cardio program for building um, stamina, endurance, whenever you're wanting to build, um, say, power and strength. When we want to build these advanced fitness programs, what exactly does it look like? What kinds of exercises do we do? Um, how many days a week? How do we progress? How do we know when to progress? You know, okay, I want my dog to be able to do such and such distance and we're training on Saturday and Sunday and I want, I need to be able to do two days back to back and we need to be able to work at top speed. So we have a competition coming up and it's three months from now. So how do you build your program so that when your dog has to be in peak physical condition, your dog is at that stage at the time when you're ready to compete? Um, for a working dog, it can be different. For a working dog, if we have, let's say, uh, a detection dog, we have a protection dog, a search and rescue dog, these dogs, you're not training for a particular um, date. You're not, you're not training for a particular event because you don't know when your search and rescue dog is going to be called out. You don't know when your drug detection dog is going to be called out to go do a search. So it's a little bit different when we think about some of our working dogs because we need to reach maximum performance and we want to try to keep them at that peak performance and maintain that excellent performance and, and keep them as high of a level of fitness as we can so that they're, they're always ready. With our competition dogs, a lot of times we're going to be going through seasons and we're going to be working towards events. So this is where it can get a little complicated and how do you build your fitness program and how do you build your interval training? How do you build your endurance and strength training so that you are building and building and building and that you are aiming for that date, for that event, that competition, the championship, so your dog is at his or her peak. And so if you want to know more about that, like I said, check out the Elite Canine Athlete Program. Um, message me if you can't. Some of you are on your telephones and you can't download it. Message me. I will send you the brochure. I only do enrollment twice a year and I'm doing pre-registration right now. And so what I tell people is to look it over. And then what I do is I have a one-on-one -on -one conversation just to make sure it's the right program for you. And, uh, and I'll give you all the details for it. Um, you can, we have a certification, a certified canine athlete specialist. Um, I, we have a lot of dog trainers and business owners who do this so that they can integrate canine fitness into um, the classes and the activities that they offer to their clients. Um, we also have a lot of people that are interested in doing it to help their own dogs reach peak performance in work and in competition. It's also, of course, uh, an active family pet dog is going to benefit from this, but I do take an emphasis on sport and working dogs because we do have a lot of times with our sport and working dogs, we have um, unique challenges with the types, a lot of the types of dogs we have, a lot of real high energy, high drive dogs that will go and go and go and go with um, no self-preservation or very little self-preservation. So we have some unique challenges that we face when we have uh, a lot of these, uh, the breeds 
and the drive level of the breeds that we see in a lot of sport and work for our dogs. And then um, also these dogs have unique needs because of the sports and the jobs that they do. So when I'm developing fitness for a lure coursing dog, a search and rescue dog, a detection protection dog, those dogs have to be in top physical condition, but they also have very specific needs. One dog needs to be strong and powerful, biting. Um, one dog has to be really good um, tracking. Another dog has to be really good at jumping and being really fast. So when I'm building a fitness program specific for sport and working dogs, we take into consideration the unique needs of what that dog has to do to perform well. And we also put that together with what kind of dog we have. We look at the kinds of drive levels of that dog. And we also look at the structural, um, the overall structural balance of that dog and the structural strengths and weaknesses. All dogs are going to have physical strengths and weaknesses based on how they're structured. Like nobody's perfect. Nobody has a perfect body. <laughs> so what we do is we look at the individual dog based on their structural strengths and weaknesses and we say, okay, this dog, we need to build stronger shoulders, or this dog has a, a really long back. We need to have stronger back muscles. This dog um, needs stronger hindquarters because he's got a lot of angle in the hindquarters and he's not really strong like some of the shepherds we see. They're not super, super strong in the hindquarters. So when we build a fitness program, we need to think about the unique needs of that dog in front of us. And then we say, okay, well, here's a shepherd who has weaker hindquarters and by the way, we're doing agility with this shepherd. So we have to build out a program that's going to support the dog in agility, but also make sure that we can strengthen the hindquarters specific for that dog because that's what that dog needs. Um, so these are all the types of things that we go over in the Elite Canine Athlete Program. How do you take that dog in front of you, look at that dog and analyze that dog's structure, look at the dog's gait. What does that dog physically need? What, what are the balance and imbalances of that dog muscle-wise, flexibility-wise? And then what does that dog have to do? And then, as I mentioned, when you're building a fitness program, when does that dog have to be able to perform? When does that dog have to be at peak performance? So when we build our training program, not, not only are we building that fitness plan, but we have to think about our scheduling and mapping out our weeks, our months, and even mapping out the year. And that is where we get into program design and building up fitness programs for your dogs. So it's not just building up the week, but also looking across weeks and months for a lot of our sport dogs and working dogs. So um, so it's an awesome program. We got people here right now who are in the program and some who have graduated. Uh, again, I just put the, the link in the chat box down below if you want to check out that brochure. And if you have any questions, uh, let me know. Um, so if you guys have any questions, again, if you're not watching this on my business page, if you are posting comments or questions, I will come around and I will go back and see them after I'm done going live. And, um, if you want the handout for this, um, I hope to over the next few weeks, I'm going to be turning some of these Facebook live topics into power, stamina, endurance, um, balance, stability, and I'm going to be writing some short articles on these topics. So if you're interested, um, just let me know and I'll get that out to you. So um any questions questions thank you so much for joining and again let me um i wrote the topics down where is it so if you go to our northeast canine conditioning facebook business page again northeast canine conditioning um last week we talked about circuit training uh, click on the videos and then uh the week before that we talked about i believe that was power and stamina and then the week before that we talked about balance and stability 
every one of these topics super important, super important for our dogs to, to keep them fit and healthy and to work at peak performance and uh, whether work at work or sport or just an active family pet or a dog you just want to get healthy and keep them fit. <laughs> So 8.30 p.m. Eastern time is when you'll find me on my Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page. I love when you guys are joining me live. Uh, let me know if you want the handout and if you have any trouble downloading the brochure for the Elite Canine Athlete Program, you want more information, uh, reach out. Uh, again, we're doing enrollment, pre-enrollment right now. We only do it twice a year. So um, contact me right away if you're interested. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for joining us. And Paula, thanks for sharing. Thank you so much. And uh, Michael and Charlie and Julie. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Oh, Louise, thank you for joining. I see you there. <laughs> All right, logging off. Thank you again for joining. Uh, join me Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time live. I will be here again. I'm not sure what my topic is next week, but I'll have something of interest for you. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now.